Let's record a podcast. Do it. Uh, well, you said that to me five minutes ago. I know, Get but we haven't done it yet. Yes, I know. <laughs> Talk and audio. It's graceful and beautiful and physical and angry all at the same time. Well, you idiot, your mind would cave in and your heart would explode within your chest. This is going to be a shame. Here we go! We're kicking off another week. Of Talk and Audio, Matt Robinson in the TCA studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada, sitting across the table from Rob Christie. What's happening, man? I'm feeling, I'm feeling back. I'm feeling graceful, physical, and angry. Angry, hundred percent. Beautiful. Oh, Don't forget the beautiful oh, part. No, I am also. I'm forgetting it. I am. Yeah, back's feeling good. Okay. I was out shoveling some of the stuff. There's been that, a lot of that going on that didn't get shoveled. Maybe the last big snowstorm, which right. Tried, Had you emptied your pool? Try. <laughs> Now is a good time. If you haven't closed <laughs> that bad boy. You're not going to need it for the, yeah. uh, they just announced though, the, the canal opening up wow. last day or so. Uh, today. Uh, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. There, that's, uh, and I think that feels a bit early. Oh, not early because the weather's not cold enough, but they usually say you need 10 straight days of sort of minus 10 overnight okay. and, and more, which. I, I would say it's like 300 days late. Is sort of the way I view that. 370 yes. days late. Yes. Yes. And so to me, if they're opening it a day or two early, it's A, because it didn't open last year. Yeah. And they're like striking while the iron's hot. Sure, yeah. They're not waiting for the optimal day. Because I think- We got to sell some goddamn beaver tails. Well, and I think by, um, I don't know, Wednesday or Thursday this week, it's supposed to be zero. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're okay if they can get a good base down. But yeah, this morning it was with the wind chill in the backyard, minus 25. Yeah. So those of you who thought maybe winter was going to pass us by. No. Oh, no. No. Not the case. It does not appear to be happening. But I'm feeling fantastic, Matt. Okay. How about you? You know what, man? Doing all right. A little tired. Our buddy Bunda sent me a link to the uh, UFC card on Saturday night just before the co-main event. Uh, so I, I sort of thought... I'm probably just going to go to bed after the Leafs game. I'm trying to, you know me, I, a bit Depressed. of an insomniac. Don't, yeah, well, don't sleep all that well. Uh, Leafs got uh, depressed. Yeah, <laughs> they got beat up pretty good by the uh, the Canucks. Uh, and then I've, you know what? I'm going to flip over. I'm going to watch the 49ers and the 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 Packers. And I watched to the end of that, which I didn't plan on doing. And then Bunda texts me he's like, "Oh, I forgot I was going to send you a link to the UFC card because I wasn't going to spend money on that one." And all of a sudden, that is now on my screen. I get the co-main and the main. Before you know it, it's two in the goddamn morning. So a little tired as we sit here Sunday afternoon recording this, but uh, saw a lot of lot of sports on Saturday. Hockey day in Canada, PWHL, NHL, NFL, UFC, a lot going on, man. Tired. Totally get it, man. Tired. But that's what it is to live the life of the uh, single swinging bachelor that you are. Yeah. Less swinging, more (laughs) stubbing. (laughs) We'll call More it. flicking than swinging. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's, uh, you know, Sunday we got, uh, you know, as you and I sit here right now, it hasn't happened yet, but uh, two NFL games to come and uh, the Leafs on the last game for me of uh, their West Coast road trip in, in Seattle, Seattle, nine o'clock. So how's that trip been going? Yeah, it, it hasn't gone particularly well. And there, there's nothing worse. Like struggling is one thing. Struggling. Struggling. But struggling out what like I stayed up late to watch you stink. Yeah, but it's rough. Only man. in only in the leaf world do you get to be 
in Vancouver mm. and play a seven oh, o'clock yeah. Eastern oh, game. Oh yeah. The rest of us have to suffer through the Leaf game at seven. And Happened then, a couple weeks ago too. I think yes. was it Saturday night that they were in San Jose on the California trip. One of those teams had to play a four o'clock game to accommodate us in Hockey Night in Canada. And this is it for our West Coast trips. Next Saturday, it's Leafs and Jets in Winnipeg. You fuckers will play at 6 p.m. local because that's when the Leafs want you to play. You will do what you're told and you will like it. Well, nobody's watching out there anyways. <laughs> in Winnipeg, I think they're probably feeling pretty good. Yeah, they're still averaging about 12,000 people in house. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, averaging, I, again, was it uh, Saturday night? Uh, Saturday afternoon against Ottawa. Kept their three goals or less streak alive for the 137th straight game or whatever. It and is. if you need any, and for a team, for a team that is, um, 30 and 10 or honestly, whatever it's 30, 10 and two. The Jets. Yeah. Yeah. They are, their their power play and their penalty kill brutal, but they are. When they've been without Kyle Connor, he just returned. I Shifley believe. was out. Shifley on was out. So, and you're looking at a team and now if they were smart, and oh, I'm gonna, oh yeah, boy, yeah, yeah. But shovel day off and and bonus, like they got enough smart people out there. I don't know why you're wasting Hellebuck on Ottawa on a Saturday. Like, they yeah, just, you were just hoping to see. I don't know, Laurent Brassois. Well, we were, but yeah. also this is a team that they overplay him every year, man. They overplay Hellebuck, and he is awesome through the end of January. Well, most years recently, they've been life and death to make it. They've had to overplay them. That doesn't appear to be the case this year. But you don't need that now. No. And so to me, there's no, like, honestly, he's got like a 2.1 goals against. Yeah. He's a 925 save percentage. Like, they are best five on five due to him. Like, you look at the rest of that lineup, fairly generic. Yeah. But they will go as far as their five on five play and their goaltending takes them. So you're going to have to ease up on that mofo for the rest of the season. Uh, what we don't want to ease up on is the pints, and oh, yes. you have provided both round one and round two today. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to open up with here? Out to uh, Perth yesterday, had a lovely brunch. Had, had a fantastic lobster roll. Mm-hmm. I do love a lobster for breakfast. Roll. That was brunch. Yeah, all right. Took down a, a Hawaiian IPA from Spearhead. Nice. Okay. I didn't love it. Hawaiian IPA. Yeah. yeah. And so it was supposed yeah. to be a little pineapple-y. I, I just, I didn't really love it. It had a bit of an odd, not aftertaste, foretaste. Front taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I said to uh, the better half as we're leaving, I'm like, don't, don't let me order that. If we come back here again. <laughs> remember, I, remind me, I don't well, like it. And it's funny because I, ha- I, I had it last time, but I couldn't remember how much I enjoyed it or not. Right. I will get to today's beers in a second. Yeah. Um, but so she was, I asked her. you just take a spin? <laughs> I asked like, yeah, exactly. I asked the, the waitress, I'm like, what do you have on tap? And so she ran through it and there was some, and a spearhead. I always like the spearhead stuff. This is in Perth. In Perth. Yeah. And so they had some Perth stuff. They had some Bridgemaster stuff. They had um, some Ashton. They, and so anyways, but the spearhead. And they're like, oh, I said, I've had that Hawaiian. The other one was a spearhead, was their lager. Okay. Uh, I'm not traditionally a lager guy. Yeah. But I'm like. I'll, I am I'll, a lager guy, but I rarely want to go for that right. when I go to into a craft brewery. I'm like, no, yeah, give agreed. me something. Yeah. It's very pedestrian, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it's like asking for the base model when you can actually, for nothing more, <laughs> you can upgrade. Uh, so I said, yeah, I'll have the, I'll have the lager. And then honestly, I had insto regret, right? I'm like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have. Anyways, waitress comes back and she's like, ah, we're actually out of the decoy lager. Yes! And I'm like, woohoo! 
<laughs> yeah, I said, I told her that. I'm like, oh, I had instant regret. So yeah, yeah. I'll take the Hawaiian IPA. Right. Didn't love it. But the no. lobster roll, the bun was fantastic. Okay. Lots of lobster flavor. Lots of lobster. I don't know what it is, but really yeah, I, I don't even know what place we're shouting out right now, or if that Rocky matters. River Cafe. Okay, okay. it's In and Perth, it's nice. Yeah. It was very nice. Okay. But anyways, on the way out, I'm like, I usually like to stop at Perth, but yeah. you always hit Perth on the way. Out, I sure right? do because it's right on the highway. Yeah, on the so, way down to the cottage, grab a little Wendy's on the way to town. Stop, grab some uh, some Perth, and uh, head off to the cottage. And I know you you hit the other spot in town. Yep, went down to Bridgemaster, and so last time I was there, they didn't have any no stouts, no porters, no. No browns. No, no balls. Give me something that reaches down there and gives it a how she go. <laughs> um, so anyways, went in and I said, uh, okay, what do you got? What do you have? What do you recommend? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, we have the new seasonal stout. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So what we're drinking here is the Hello Darkness stout from Bridgemaster. And so comes in at 5.5. I've had a first pull on it. It has a, it, it's got that, and I always say it, a, a, a little metallic up front. It has that sort of iron taste that you get with, mm. with most, not a lot. It's not very creamy. Um, no, not creamy. I'm not getting the metallic thing. This is maybe almost chocolatey yeah, or. Well, that's uh, what they say. Okay. It's chocolate covered espresso, ex, espresso, espresso, espresso n- yeah. nibs. Yeah. So that is what they're going for. Okay. So it, it is a bit of that. That that's that chocolatey coffee kind of right. So that if it's you're, pretty nice, man. Yeah. Honestly, I've never had. Uh, I've had one or two things from Bridge Masters before. They had you, something in the calendar. Yeah, I think that's right. And and you and I talked uh, in the green room before we fired up here that it it used to be Lakehead, Lake Town, Lake Town, and then Weatherhead before that. So there's been some turnover there. Yeah, but what they've made under this new this new uh, ownership, new title, whatever yep, it might new be. New ownership because the Weatherhead split and the, and the one guy took the name. Okay. Um, this is pretty nice, honestly. Like I I remember looking at the name and it's because the brewery is right there at the mm-hmm. end of the bridge. There's a right? bridge. In a theory, bridge right, there, right yeah. the guy who would be the bridge master. So you're kind of like, all right, yep. I, I get that. Yep. And, uh, that works pretty nice. And, and so I think Versage brought something in here over the summer. Yeah, not far from him. No, it wouldn't be. Uh, so this is pretty nice off the hop, man. So if you're heading up seven, it is literally <laughs> a 90 second. No, it's not far at all. Swing no. off of seven. Yeah. And it's just down Beckwith is yep. the street. So okay. it is, I, I'm pretty sure Beckwith runs out to seven. Right. It is, it is literally a 90 second swing. It's an easy get to park right in front. Yeah. And the fridge, like honestly, you walk in the door, bang, fridge is right Gorgeous. there. Gorgeous. So it's, if you, if you enjoy the stuff and we'll have another one after this also from, from Bridgemaster, yeah. something different, but, um, yeah, if you're liking it, they would love to, uh, see your smiling face. And I do, I smile a lot, man. You, you know, that's what you, I'm you known it's a for to- is It's a toothy smiling. grin. It's yeah. actually a toothy <laughs> grin. That's what they say. Uh, I mentioned our pal Lever. He was on the last episode of the podcast, uh, towards the end of last week, still hanging out over in Italy. Uh, he had to react to the Dallas Cowboys last weekend. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it did not go particularly well. Uh, But the reason I would direct you to that episode of the podcast, I believe it's number 1238. Uh, Certainly it's on the podcast feed or at talkinaudio.com. He told the story of maybe any North American man's traveling nightmare. 
And uh, I would recommend you you check that out. It's quite a tale he takes us on, as only Lever can. Lever loves to include all the details, right? Every uh, so it's a fifteen minutes. There, there's a story for sure, <laughs> but it is right off the top. And so I would highly recommend uh, you check that one out. I also want to let the good listener know on Tuesday morning, for the first time ever on the TCA podcast, we are going to, and I'm going to see how quickly maybe Rob can grab this. Our guest on Tuesday morning is someone who in the last calendar month alone has reported on the Montreal Canadiens, has reported on the World Juniors, has called their first ever World Junior game on play-by-play, has called the Women's World Under-18 Championship, and is now all in on the PWHL here in the last uh, last month or so. Any any stabs at... Uh, at it's not, it's not Cheryl Pounder. It is not Cheryl Pounder, although... Is just, it Kenzie Lalonde? It is Kenzie Lalonde. She Damn! will be on the podcast on Tuesday for the first time making her TCA debut. That's going to be a lot of fun. Pride of Statesville. Uh, that's right. And uh, she was not... Uh, she was... Say it. Yeah, I've already recorded with uh, with with Kenzie. She was not shy about uh, about laying down her her auto roots. And you mentioned the name Cheryl Pounder. Traded a couple messages with her over the last uh, day or two. Uh, not this week, but next week she will be uh, back well, on the podcast as well. So. And she her she is on an upward trajectory. Hundred percent. She is everywhere right now. Yeah. Man. Sends Leafs international stuff, World Junior stuff. Um, PWHL. Yeah, that's why I, I went to her because I know she had done a bunch of the uh, U18 women's as well. Yeah, was yep. So to me, there she is. And and again, because she brings it personality-wise yep. and has such um, a good back, you know, her, her history. 100%. Her experience is, is so vast yeah. that she has the, like to me, she brings it. And so. Well, and it's, it's not just that, right? Like you're so right, but like it's so hard for a lot of these players to then also have the personality and the delivery. And and I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone as quick as Cheryl Pounder pick it up, right? And just be like, no, here's my opinion. Here's my take. And I, it's coming with personality and some context and confidence. Um, well, and she's just ex- expanded since she started. Yes. Like you can see the growth of her personality and, and everything as, yes. as it sort of explodes on air. So it'll be Kenzie Lalonde this week. It'll be Cheryl Pounder next week. And I also, Rob, I know you're pumped for this, man. <laughs> wrestling next weekend is the royal rumble <laughs> <laughs> so uh we will have our buddy kevin mickey from sportsnet uh on the podcast on thursday morning uh we'll Big talk meaty men slapping meat. meat man that's what they do uh i wish i had not deleted that button from the uh, system how but, did uh, you delete that button <laughs> We, we just weren't using that button all that often. Because honestly that guy big meaty men slapping meat <laughs> like that's what that's what i want to watch <laughs> I, I man, I, I've never met him. Yeah, but he just looks. You listen to that. He looks sweaty face, <laughs> and like he's super excited to see these big beefy men slapping meat. Like it just. Yeah. So Kevin Mickey of Sportsnet. We'll talk about whatever's in the sporting news. We'll talk about WWE Royal Rumble next weekend, and we will also talk to him. He's actually got himself a gig at PWHL Toronto as one of the in-house uh, uh, hosts that they've got going on down there at Mattamy. So. Uh, Kevin Mickey all over the place. He'll be here later this week as well. Matt's a busy man. It's going to be a busy week on the podcast, Matt. It's going to be fun. Uh, we had a couple things sent to us over the last uh, week or so because of the, uh, we played a clip. Was it last week or the week before of the guy in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League? Man, so- oh, look at that. That guy. He's gorgeous. Yeah, we love that guy. <laughs> 
But we got uh, a clip sent to us by our buddy Steve McLean, who uh, who yeah. picked one up. Fanboys? Yes. The OHL fanboys formerly, uh, and now he has sent us this one. This is from the Nova Scotia Junior Hockey League. This is a guy who has uh, made himself famous this is, week. Is Pictou in this game? Picto? No, I don't think. I actually have no idea who's playing. <laughs> right. But uh, this is a fantastic call. Glad our buddy Steve sent it to us. Uh, let's let's see what that that guy had going on. Pulls it back there, and now Murphy. Murphy throws the pass across. <laughs> and that puck's going to go out of play here, and uh, that's going to do it for that sequence right there. Nine twenty-five. Let's. I apologize if I just uh, I just damaged your eardrums there. Just it went right over the mesh, right over my head. So uh, <laughs> I just I apologize for that. I'm sorry. Everyone's uh, pe- few people look at me. I'm fine. Just I'm fine. Just. Oh my God! As I apologize for that one right there, and for saying, "Oh my God," I shouldn't be saying that. I'm sorry. Just okay. I'm just trying to catch my breath here. Uh, just okay. Just all right. So puck over glass over his head. Uh, had him pretty panicked. <laughs> what? <laughs> like somebody let a tarantula loose on the board, or, well, or the thing for me is like, listen to how many times he can scream. <laughs> What kind of muffin is it coming over the glass that you have time to scream that many times before it actually goes by you? In baseball, they call that a can of corn, right? right? Like that's looping. Oh, and it's over me. That almost hit me. And the best part to me is how he collects himself. I was like, well, oh, you know, 925 less than the... And that puck's going to go out of play yes. here and uh, that's going to... Do it for that sequence right there. Nine twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, and then he, you can we hear, heard you, buddy. Like you and, can't just sweep that under the rug. Yeah, well, and then, but then also he's like, <sighs> yeah. There's a big exhale. I'm fine. Just I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, and there's an exhale. <laughs> and it's like he's gonna take a knee. He's like, <sighs> yeah. <sighs> okay, we're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the guy you want in the foxhole when no when, when shit goes live. That's not the guy you want with you if his. His appetizer order goes wrong, right? Like, well, I thought. You know what I thought? Yeah. Okay. He spilt the coffee in his lap, like a hot. Yeah, coffee. yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, okay. He has just been. It's been like, oh my. <laughs> yeah. Like, like. All right. I like he's, that. He's being electrocuted. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, he's got Someone one stuck a knife to his. He's neck. got one foot in a bucket of water, and he's touched a live wire. Like, <laughs> that's what that sounds like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that comes from the uh, Nova Scotia Junior Hockey League and our buddy Steve McLean. Thank you for, uh, These for passing and that boom, And this has now become like a thing. Yeah, exactly. This has now become a thing. I think people uh, understanding well, that we enjoy that. botched calls. Oh, look at that. You got to go a long way to beat that guy. <laughs> Slipping it up in there. Yeah, exactly. So uh, thank you to Steve McLean for sending that one in here. I want to I start off here. This week, 47 years ago. Oof, 47. Yeah, doing some math. Yeah, 77? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week, 47 years ago, the Toronto Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Unveil their first ever schedule. Exhibition Stadium. Oh, love it. Snow in. Did you ever see a game there? I did. Okay, see, obviously I never. 89, I... I had to get some... You know, some skin graft work because I was sitting on those <laughs> frostbite. Ass. No, it was the opposite. Oh, it was, it's it was a thousand a, degrees. It was like one of those end of school in grade eight. We're out there 
and taking buses down and we're out there and it's super hot on those <laughs> aluminum benches. <laughs> you're like, sure. Whatever the sound that guy, whatever sound that guy made, that was, that was my grade eight ass sitting on the right field bleachers. <laughs> yes. Now I was really trying to impress her. Press a girl there that, yeah. that day, so probably kept it under wraps. But so this is the eighties. You're wearing uncomfortably short shorts when you're sitting no, yeah. no. But I'm probably wearing uh, rugger pants that are uh, yeah. snug in the ass and balls area. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so seventy seven, they unveil their. Uh, this is the week where they unveil their first ever schedule, first ever season in major leagues for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, would you like to take a stab at the price of a ticket? In the outfield, where I was general sitting. admission outfield and price of a ticket uh, infield for that first season. Oh, 77. I'm going to say outfield five bucks. And infield? Behind the plate, kind of yep. ish. I'm going to go with a fine $26. You are overpaying on both fronts. Really? $2. $2. A buck 20 was what was the first thing yeah. that came into my mind, but I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> $2 to sit general admission outfield at Exhibition Stadium. Wow. Six fifty, and, and what it says here. Six fifty. What it says here is infield chair. So like, have they set up chairs kind of in front of the stand? Because like Exhibition Stadium, it's just, it's just bleachers, right? Like that's. Yeah. Or are there actual seats like we yeah. would recognize? Six fifty. For the, uh, seats in behind, I, I believe, but the vast majority were those big, long. Yeah, like you may sit way out in right or left field, like because it's lined up for a football stadium, yeah. basically. Yeah, right? for sure. So, yeah, no, no. So um, wow. Yeah, six fifty. Uh, all of the April games in nineteen seventy seven, Major League Baseball has committed to playing those at one thirty p.m. because that's. As warm as we can promise you, right? Yeah, <laughs> All your home games in sure. April. Uh, Exhibition Stadium, the wind whipping in off the uh, off the lake there. Any estimate? Would you like to... I've given you that it's 650 for a uh, an infield chair at a home game. Would you like to take a stab at what an infield season ticket was worth in season one of Toronto Blue Jays history here? 400 bucks. 550. I was just doing the quick math. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five, a little redock, a little. Sure. Yeah, because you overshot it on the a, first one. A little one, discount, so. five bucks for that 650C <laughs> times 80. Yeah. 400 bucks. $550 gets you a season ticket Seems in Seems like infield. that would be steep. I guess so. In comparison now to, you're like, well, I'm paying 650 a C. Well, so let's do the in comparison to, in 2024, we're getting ready to unveil this new infield premium seating you know, yeah, all the things that were supposed to justify a big off season. Uh, we had Nick Ashbourne on the podcast last week as well to talk about what he thought of the Jays' off season so far. Uh, spoiler: He doesn't he think loves it. he doesn't think much of it. <laughs> uh, well, but, not uh, much has happened. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, would recommend that one as well up on the Talkin Audio feed or talkinaudio.com. How many games? In the infield in 2024, does $550 get you a figure? Because we haven't seen the ticket prices yet for these club seats. In the infield. Yeah, these new... Uh, 550 is going to get me three three games. I'm thinking it's cl- got to be closer to like a game and a half. Like, okay. Uh, and again, these are guesses. We haven't seen the pricing I was thinking 140. Yet. 140 a seat. 
yeah, I bet you it's more. Like, okay. to, I, 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 well, if they're if, you're, if they're talking three hundred bones, forget so, it. So this, and we're not the Yankees, but when they opened up the new Yankee Stadium to sit first row behind the dugout was twenty six hundred dollars a game. So it wouldn't shock me if the Jays were at four fifty, five hundred. Like you could justify that to yourself, going, "Well, look, look what a discount we're giving you compared to." Yeah, well, then they better have brought in Shohei. They or, better have done a lot of things yeah. that aren't yeah. Jorge Soler. Yeah, <laughs> or welcome Yariel back, Kevin Rodriguez. Right, or, yeah. Kevin Kiermaier, welcome back, buddy. I don't. know. Wow. Yeah, I we'll wait and we'll see. But we will. Man, I'm I I was thinking. You know, those seats just out beyond sort of first base. I'm like, it's got to be, if you're redoing all those, 150 bucks. Like, that's even a lot of money. Yeah, of course. You're selling 81 games. Right. At 150 bucks a pop. Man. That's what baseball has always sort of, it's been a more affordable ticket because there's so many games. And you go, I can't outlay, you can't expect me to, to lay down 70 bucks. Right. For 80 games. Like yeah, it was like nine up. bucks to sit in the 500s, right? And even those are now like yeah. 65. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to another Jays game in the 500s unless I'm out in the outfield up in a right. in a bar or, you in know. The, in the park there. In yeah, field, exactly. Playing with the kids. Yeah, it's uh, on the teeter-totter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't get on the teeter-totter yeah. with how many, how He's going to be that guy. Yeah, how many off. kids can get on the other <laughs> end of that? Before Rob gets up and wham. (laughs) Yeah, if my kids are listening, you know what I'm talking about. Of course. Uh, They're not. No, they're not. (laughs) We've heard dad preach enough times. Yeah, exactly. uh, He doesn't know what he's talking about. All right. Um, Over the weekend, speaking of people who don't know what they're talking about, Lou Lamorello hired himself a new... uh, Good Lord! ...new head coach. Uh, let go Lane Lambert, who was supposed to be one of these next up-and-coming kind Very of head Very trots light. Yep, that's right. Uh, didn't pan out. The Isles have been... I guess it depends what you thought their potential was, right? Like, Lou's also traded away Devin Taves for two second-round picks. Uh, he's brought back Anders Lee. He's been willing to do the Zach Parise thing. He gave... Bo Horvat. Pierre Ingvall seven years. Um, yeah, I don't know what that's they all about. They call him the antelope or whatever the hell they- <laughs> The giraffe. <laughs> and if you take one look at the guy, you go, yeah, okay, I get it. Your ridiculous neck. Um, they hire Patrick Waz, their new head coach. He hasn't coached in the league in almost a decade. I think it was 20, 2013 to 2015. Yep. That he coached the avalanche. I got to be honest with you. His record- was better than I thought it was. I went back. He's somewhere in the neighborhood, like 130, 90, and 8, or something like that. Like, that's that's pretty respectable for a team that at that point wasn't yet anywhere near what they are now. Uh, it, was, my, it was when he left and Bednar came in that they did the big, the big bottom out. nosedive. But Colorado also suffered because he didn't get fired. He didn't leave at the end of the season. He left like the week before training camp yeah, started. like late August, early September. Yeah, it kind of buried them. Peace! But I was sort of, even then, thinking like, good riddance? Like, you're not that good? But good his records... Bad rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> rubbish, Ronnie Garvin. Yeah, there you go. Um, look, I... When I look back at his record now and see what they've hired, 
And, and, and I guess this is only relevant because I've sort of, you know, Graham Nichols has been on here and a couple other people have been on here suggesting that maybe Patrick Wall would be a good fit for the Sens. And I've scoffed at it every time. I don't want it. I think you're probably right. His record is better than I thought it was. That's still not the personality that I would want running my franchise. But Lou Lamorello has gone out uh, and signed him to take over for Lane Lambert. I'm not sure the Isles are significantly better than the way they've played thus far, but obviously no. he thinks they are and need a new coach to kind of get it going. Uh, what did you make of it? Well, and the problem first first and foremost is, yeah, is the construction, is the Lou construction of that lineup. They got Sorokin mm-hmm. and, a, and a nice backup in Varlamov, yep. which mask a lot 100%. of their problems. And what they've gone by in the Trots years especially, and into, as, as I said, Lane Lambert has sort of followed Trots around. He's been... He's been Trotz's guy. And so when Lou, for whatever reason, fired Barry (laughs) Trotz, um, he just promoted Trotz's guy. Yeah. Weird. Yep. Um, But you know what the hallmarks of a, of a Trotz Lambert team are. It's, it's. Pin it down. A hundred percent. And, and if you look at it, that team has never scored the way you would hope it is. And they are a minus 21 in the goals for and against. Yeah. Right, they are like it's like one thirty five, one fifty six allowed. Right, they are a minus twenty one, and they've gone two six and two, I believe, in their last ten. Because mm-hmm. this is a team, I, I believe, that is two points behind Toronto. Like they are. Oof! Don't make that your measuring stick. No, no, I, I, I'm just <laughs> saying Toronto is in a wild card spot. Yes, yeah, and yeah, the Isles are by no means out of it. Right. Yeah, and so they have not played well, but I'm not sure lose construction. And you've, you've pointed it out, right? He's kind of weirdly cashed in a bunch of things yeah. and, and, and traded pieces out for a team that is, is by nobody's estimation. Well, con- I guess like how contender. you're running, like Barzell is a good player, but probably not the superstar we thought he might be. Is Pajot your two or your three? Like yeah, what well, are you he's doing? A, he's, a, he's a five million or five right. and a half million. Third he would be line an center. elite third line center, but yeah. if you've got to run him out at two, you're in trouble, right? 100%. Like these sorts of things. You look at that lineup, as you pointed out, the goaltending they have has for a long time covered up some issues and you go, yeah, but they've made, I think two different conference finals in the last five years. Under trots. Yeah. Not under Lambert. No, that's right. But you go, okay, like did that kind of paint over? Of course it did. Yeah. And so I was really trying to paint the story before we now look at, at what you're hoping to do with a new coach. So yeah. yeah, clearly they are, and honestly, they are a team with like 10 overtime or shootout losses. Like right. they're one of those teams that has- Kind of man- like Calgary a couple years ago. Managed Just to make its way in and- Keep and, it tight. And got loser points. Yep. Right? Yep. And so their record is 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 not sterling. So you're bringing in Wah- what are you bringing him in for? What are you hoping that guy brings you? Fire, I guess. Enthusiasm. And see, this is a guy who's who's had great success at the junior level, right? You can't... Well, Scott Wheeler, and I know a lot of Sens fans don't like to hear about Scott Wheeler, but he is one of the preeminent... Only because he shits on... Yeah, he does do that. Well, on their prospects, yeah. But he is one of the guys who covers junior hockey as close as anybody in uh, in Canadian media at this point. And he pointed out a couple different times, last year's Quebec Ramparts were about the most structured junior program he's ever seen in terms of the way they played, uh, their PK, like things like that. Patrick Waugh has done something there. And as I pointed out, I kind of, I kind of poo-pooed it as like, yeah, but he's had a crack at the NHL and it didn't work, but it did work. 
when I looked at his record, I was I was honestly shocked at how good Colorado's record was under Patrick Waugh. So what's your takeaway from Patrick Waugh? Besides the record, you didn't you didn't have any recollection of the record. Yeah. But but then what is your chaos? What chaos? Like just lipping off, wanting control. Because they have uh, Mc... more control. Yeah. Sackick and McFarlane out there in Colorado. Patrick Wall was not going to be the guy. I always think of the. the... <laughs> He's, He's pushing the glass. That's exactly the thing. The ducks are pushing and they're it pushing back. it back. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. I just, maybe chaos is overstating it, but like just attention where there didn't need to be attention, leaving a week before training camp. Just like, I don't need that in my organization. And yet, Lou Lamarello, maybe the most pinned down traditional right. GM and reached out and goes, yeah, that's my guy. And my first question was, is he going to obey Lou's uh, facial hair rule? And oh, he has to, or he's going to end up with Jimmy Hoffa in the Meadowlands. So that's <laughs> going to happen. Or just you don't sign. But uh, yeah, on Sunday there, he was a practice clean shaven. Patrick, w- Lou Lamorello telling Patrick Watt, got to be 55 years old, 50 oh, years old. He's got to be 60. Shave that beard. He was playing in 86. As yeah, a, as yeah as that's right. Me. Yeah, he's got no, you're right. Anyways, it, it to me, I, I think of Patrick Waugh, I think of him flaming uh, Matt Duchesne when he scored his 30th goal of the season. Yeah. And, you know, Duchesne's happy for himself. He's like, well, 30 goals in the NHL. Pretty good. And afterwards. Your coach says you stink. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what you're celebrating. You just lost 5-1. Dutchie, I don't know what you're out there doing. He's telling- <laughs> so that's the one thing I think of. And the other thing I think of is he was the, I think he was the pioneer of the early pull. Yeah, like three, three and a half, four minutes left. Exactly. You're down by two. Pull the goalie, and I and so to me, those those are the things. But those it, that that's caught on. Oh, for sure it has. Yeah. I mean, the other night, the Ottawa Montreal game. Yeah, Christ, they're down five one. They pulled the goalie with seven and a half minutes yeah. to go. Well, that's a little silly, I think. But like even on Saturday night, Leafs were down two. Pulled Jones with like three and a half to go, and you go I, like that's pretty normal now, right? Down by two, you got to get that early early pull and go for it. I, yep, yep. So and so. The thing is, to me, he is... And I, 5-1, just I, let it go. <laughs> yeah, I saw a bit of his presser, right, where somebody asked him about his departure from Colorado, and he said all the right things. Yeah, what you are know, you going to say? Right? I should have handled that better. Yeah. I, I could have handled it differently. The, I think the reality is a leopard never, never loses its... Oh, Patrick's always been hothead, right? Like, and, and you're talking about a guy who, it's fine, you know, as per the Wheeler yeah, discussion. yeah. You can run an organized junior bench when you control, you still control all these kids' fates yes. in your hands yep. as a junior GM and coach. Yeah, as soon as a $9 million guy looks, he goes, yeah, no, fuck off. I'm hey, not get doing bent. that. Yeah. Get bent, old, old man. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's, and so he maybe comes in and he's on, he's, he's minding his P's and Q's and on his best behavior. It's only a matter of time before that guy becomes the show and that guy and, and Lou. against Lou. Yeah. That thing blows That's up. That's not going to work. It's it's not going to work. And of all the, the relationship, places, yeah, yeah, of all the places, he needed to go to some place because when he went, he wanted more control in Colorado. Yeah. He went back to junior, yeah, because he had all the control, all the control, all the say, and he's ended up in a place now where you have probably the least amount right. of say. Yes, it's unless he's there to rehabilitate image, it's not going to go well. If it goes well. Then you've you've sort of said, okay, I'm willing to just be the coach, yeah, or I'm willing to give up my aspirations of being. Well, the the beard shave, like I know it seems like a silly thing, but he caved on that. Like when was the last time you saw Patrick Waugh clean shaven? He's obviously bowed to lose 
certainly wasn't at the Arby's out by Canada, the, the <laughs> arena when he was here. Uh... <laughs> Everybody keeps posting the, the, uh, fry, the, uh, the gif today of like a quote, like, yeah, Lou, I'll do whatever you want. And then that old footage of him, the, the camera zoomed in and him winking, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it is one of those things, it's way easier to apologize than to ask. hundred percent. And so to me, I looked at it and went, oh, that's a terrible, like of all the places to go, it's the worst. How badly, if you're Patrick Waugh, do you want to get back in? Well, and Lou said in his private, that's the only guy I spoke to. Patrick was the only guy, like, you had so much interest in fixing things that you interviewed one person. Yeah. I, this is not the statement you think it is, but when you talk about, there's that old phrase online that, you question, that Lou. the 200 hockey men, right. That just gets cycled through every organization in a hundred different positions. Like, yeah, no, I only wanted to talk to one guy. I'm like, well, then you're not doing your job. Like, this is not the confidence thing that you think it is. This is not the statement. There you was think one it man is. for the job is yeah. what he's saying. I guess. You, yeah. that's, that's a terrible approach. That's a well, bad way to run an organization. Like, yeah. even if you interview three, four, five other guys for no other reason than to go, what would you do with our core or with our PK? Like you pick some brains, right? In the interview, you get a different perspective. Right. He didn't want, it was like, no, that's my guy. I'm like, well, and, the, and, they right. all, and they always say it's a great opportunity for people in other organizations. If you can interview people yeah. from other organizations. Yeah. At this time of year, but it's a good idea. It's a, it's a prime opportunity for people from outside to give you their perspective. That's right. On what's up. So if you can get a very Passed on that. Yeah. But again, if you look at, you tell me another organization in the league. We'd have less control. Yeah. Or, or that's run as rigidly and as, as micromanaged as the New York Devils. The New York Devils. Yeah, no, I said that I know, on purpose. I know. But as as Lou, as Lou's Islanders, I see what you're doing. Yeah, who who is because uh, in the the conference call, Patrick said the only thing we did not agree on when going through the interview process was to talk about the 2001 Stanley Cup, which was Lou's Devils versus Patrick's uh, Avalanche. Um, is there anyone as closely held? Probably not. Like I'm trying to think of there's a. Uh, most teams seem to let their coaches do their thing to varying degrees, but I don't yep. know that anybody holds it as tight right. as Lou. Like I, I'm honestly, I'm running through them in my head going, I, I, I can't there, think of it. There isn't in probably 2024. Not. Probably not. And that's where for, for better or for worse. Yeah. When you look at Lou and, and there's like, all- I, I, Tampa was the one I wanted to, but that's not the GM holding it. That's the coach. That's John Cooper holding it tight. Like yeah, that's him running I, that I think show. from ownership down through Brisbane and everything, I think Tampa's shown it. It's They're going to let Cooper do his thing. Let Cooper do the coaching. Yeah. Let yeah. Brisbane do the GM thing. Yeah, I think and, you're right. And so to me, it's, it's don't confuse excellence and achievement with. No, like, but it's well known to be a very tight run ship, but that's for the players that comes from Cooper. That, that does not right. come from the GM down through the coach. But if you look at, you look at the Iserman Brisbane yeah. era. It's been well run. It's been done professionally Mm -hmm. and it's been supported by the owner in quiet. And Mm -hmm. you're like, that's just, that's just excellent. Whereas whereas I I think it's, it's almost universally accepted that Lou has probably passed his prime. Yes. And he's holding on. There has been in the last six, eight months talk that Shanahan in Toronto, and I, 
Is bring Lou back? Well, I hesitated to bring it up because I, I'm not trying to make everything about the Leafs. But like when Dubis left, it was because Shanahan and him weren't getting along. And then they go and bring Treliving, and he apparently before Treliving was even hired told the Big Four, "Yeah, you're all coming back." So maybe that would be the one where management is from yeah. up high telling right. you, right? Where Shanahan is, it's it's is still, pulling it's, the strings quietly. The yeah, yeah. Maybe that would be the closest. I I don't know. It's. Yeah, well, and a guy, I think... What, anyways. It hasn't gone well. No, and that's... You're talking <laughs> about a guy who had no experience as well. Mm-hmm. I remember saying that back at the time. And, and it, look, obviously the Leaf... Uh, whatever. We can... Can or cannot get into the Leafs later. Yep. Um, speaking of Patrick Waugh, though, over the last week we saw... Oh, Mar- just, just a second. Okay. Over, under, year and a half on his length as coach. Yeah, over... You I, think he's going to last past a year and a half? Yeah, well, because I think Lou probably keels over before then. Okay, but then lose kid, whatever he's... You know, yeah, that's right. Punt him, forget it. You killed my dad. <laughs> you killed my dad. <laughs> yeah, I said this... Oh, I think I said it when he signed the Engvall contract seven years that that contract would outlive Lou. Like, I, it's... I'm not trying to kill people off on the podcast, but when you're 80 some odd years old and you sign seven-year deals, there's a reasonable possibility that contract outlives you. So. Oh, Lou has got that good spackle look, though. He's, spackle. He's got, he's got, <laughs> he's got, a, it's, it's shiny, it's, it's solid looking. He's, yeah, he's. Do so you think Patrick Waugh might not make a year and a half? Like, obviously he's got the rest of this year, so that's half done. Yeah, a year and a half seems tight, yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, maybe they fire him at the end of next year, but that would be your year and a half, so you're taking the over. I'm taking the over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think you're probably right. Cause yeah, it starts to look a little, but yeah, if, if, if uh, I am going to say under, okay, I am saying he will not make it past the end of next year. All right. I feel strongly. I'm getting that sort of. Yeah. Wavering your way in here. <laughs> I'm on. waving. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Patrick Waugh though, we saw over the last week or so, uh, Mark Andre Fleury pass him for second in all-time wins. Before passing out because he got run by some fourth Some guy. Douche. Okay. Don't uh, don't remember that. Not familiar with that. But it's not flurry out. I'm trying to think of the guy who just had a hearing. Yep. Anyways. All right. Clearly you're missing it. And I, I don't have it. Okay. He's out. Flurry. 552 wins. And I believe it's about 1,008 games, I believe was the number that it took him to get it done. He passes Patrick Waugh for second all-time. Patrick Waugh, 551 wins in 1,044 games. So he actually gets it done in less time. Now, the thing you would throw into the mix here is that Patrick Waugh played in the era of ties. And so Marc-Andre Fleury Mm. never had to deal with that. Um, he would either win or lose those games. Most of his career was spent on good teams. So let's call it, cause I haven't done the research, roughly 60% of the overtimes or shootouts he would win. So that helps him get there. But I went and looked at this because you brought up, uh, in a, a text message last night when I was sending out a couple of potential topics, the fact that I had said, I'm not certain he's a hall of famer. And I do have a vague memory of saying that. I don't remember exactly when. I know it was after he got the two more cups in Pittsburgh, maybe around when he went to Vegas. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, it was like a year or a year and a half ago. Okay, so a little after the Vegas thing. Yep. Um, He has three cups and a Vesna. When I was doing the research on this, 
I didn't remember him, him having a Vesna, but that was like 2021. Like it was pretty recently yeah. uh, for him to get it done. In Vegas. Yeah. And he absolutely is and, the guy. And who, Olympic gold as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey man, those, and, if you're going to count those second two cups. And well, and that's what I was going to lay out here before letting you, you, you weigh in. But yeah, he, he's got an Olympic gold medal as the third, uh, the third guy who never played a game. Uh, he wins the cup as the 09 starter. Yep. In 1617, he helps them win it, but he is he is replaced in both years by Matt Murray. And the reality is in 17 if he stayed in, they don't beat Ottawa. I'll take your word for I I He was getting I don't he remember was getting following run, that. He was it getting, was midway through that series they And made he the was switch, getting right? they pulled him to put Murray back in. Right. And it was at that point that Murray stabilized the goaltending for Pittsburgh. And right. Beat off. I, I, I firmly, firmly believe anybody who followed that series. Yeah. They play Fleury for that full seven. They don't win. Pittsburgh doesn't win. Oh, well, go seven into overtime. So, yeah, not a lot of room for yeah, error. Yeah. But yeah. to me, he was, yeah, he had his, he'd sort of. So three cups, but only one where you would say, like, he is the starter. He is the guy. He is the one who got but it. But he done. also had that 08. Against Detroit, yeah, they took them to a final, to a final, and they lost. Like he is, so I went and I looked at some numbers here because I, I well, before we dive into any of that, does that does Mark Andre Fleury feel like a guy to you? And and sometimes that's as much as it's about when you talk about the Hall of Fame or this you know ladder of greatness. Does Mark Andre Fleury to you feel like the second best goalie of all time? Not a chance. No, not even probably a top ten. Yeah. And yet but is he are. a Hall of Famer? Slam dunk. Yeah. That's a nice stout, though. Am I yeah, right? I know. I thought you'd cover for me a little bit because yeah, it's no, a tasty stout. Yeah, I just no. had to get and, another and, sip and, on. Yeah, we like the sound of you swallowing. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. I hope, that's, I hope that stays in the show. But no, he is a slam dunk Hall of Famer, but I don't think he's a top 10 goalie in NHL history. Uh, just on a brief side note here, because I did go off down the, uh, you know, the rabbit hole looking at this. The top 12 winningest goalies of all time are in the Hall of Fame now. No, I'm not going to ask you to name them all. Okay. No. Woo! No. 10 of them are already in the Hall of Fame. Marc-Andre Fleury is number 11. Like, he will be in the Hall of Fame, but can't be now because he's still competing. Who is the one in the top 12 who isn't in? Is it Mike Richter? It's not Mike Richter. I don't know if Mike Richter's in it or not, but he's not the guy we're looking for here. Uh, top 12, in the top 12. There are, tw- yeah, out of the 12 winningest goalies of all time, only one, not including Flurry, who isn't eligible yet, is not in the Hall of Fame. Luongo just went in? Just, yep. Can you give me an era? I can give you an era. It is early 90s through kind of 09... 2010, but I followed this guy most through the late 90s, early 2000s. Cujo. Yes, it is Cujo. Curtis Joseph has 454 wins, 350 some odd losses, and is not in the Hall of Fame. Not a Hall of Famer in my opinion. I kind of feel like that too. Like, as you know, like that might be my favorite player ever. And when he was hot, like playing for the Blues and for a couple years there for the Leafs, like fantastic. Oilers. Oilers, he was like eliminated the stars the year before they yeah. won the cup in that crazy. Those were epic 
playoffs. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. The tar- Todd Marshawn. Yep. Yeah. Ryan Smith. All of it, man. And so, but I'm I'm sort of with you because I guess you're looking at like 94 <laughs> through 02 elite. And then he hung around to like 2010 and like he's got a career save percentage right around 900. And when I watch him, I'm like, that is not possible. Yeah. But he also started in that still high scoring era, yep. finished as not being very good. Like, he never regained it after leaving Toronto. He was in the minors for a while with the Red Wings, and he was yeah. a coyote and a flame backup. And when he was one of those guys, and you see them occasionally, who who, if I'm facing fifty shots a night, yeah, that's where I'm at my best. Yeah, yeah. If I'm behind, like when he came to Detroit and he was behind a right a fairly professional you get nineteen score, shots against a night, and you're like, oh, stinkers, <laughs> right? Stinkers. Yeah, that's right. A couple groaners. So he was a guy who was like, I'm better as an underdog. Yeah. Well, and you saw that a little bit, I think. That when he played the, for Team Canada. I was, thank you. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. The couple times he was on the, the national team with the 96 World Cup, the 02 Olympics, oh, couldn't get it done. And you needed a guy more like Broder, right? Who was used to playing behind elite defensive. Te- I'm probably not going to get tested all that often. And, and this is not minutes. a. This is not a rip on Bro Dirt. It's a different style of game. Of course it is. Yeah. So well, that is a hard thing to manage to be prepared when you haven't seen a lot of action. Right. So uh, anyway, I just thought that was interesting to get back to to Flurry. Um, I I looked at the numbers between him and Wah because in my head, my perception is that Flurry just played a really long time on some good teams, kind of like the Mark Recchi of goalies. Ooh, damning in Matt's eyes. It damning. Really, really is. And I went and researched this before we started the show today. There's nothing I can hang my hat on. There's no part of this that is that is correct. If you look at Wah, you could say, because he started in the mid-80s, the first 10 years or so of his career was still that high-scoring era, which would damage his save percentage a little bit. But then he also got to play through the dead puck era, right, of 95 yep. to 04, which is when he retired. Uh, you could look at that. Uh, it was actually 03 when he retired. The Minnesota Wild hung one on him before uh, that killer Western Conference final of Anaheim Ducks, Minnesota Wild, 2003. Two teams trying to trap each other into oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. But I was like, Patrick Waugh has to just be a guy who played for less time, was way better, and Flurry has racked up stats behind better teams. I can't find anything there that backs that up, other than, like I said, the the ties versus shootout wins. Yeah, Fle- uh, just his flurry save percentage two points higher than Patrick was. Um, like everything about it, you just go, yeah, no, like this guy is legit. Other than the 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 two cups where he's backing up sort of hurt your reputation. Yeah, but didn't hurt his numbers. If you look at Especially you, when you do it in 50 less games or 40 less games. Nobody, I, 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 I don't know how many people you'd have to pull before. Yeah, I got one game to win tomorrow. Yeah. Who are you taking? Yeah. Prime Wah, prime, prime Flurry. Yeah. Correct. It, it, it's... How about 1993? Right. Patrick Wah. Yeah. Like the 86 Cup and the 93 Cup. Yeah. Get on my back. <laughs> Like to me, the 93 one, especially when you have 10 overtime wins. Yes. If your goalie is not elite, elite, elite. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Right. And so to me, the the two cups in Colorado are awesome. Right. Four cups, all as a starter. Yep. 
at least a couple con smites mm-hmm. and you just sort of whereas flurry was never a con smite i was yeah just the just steady or just yeah nobody would ever if you want to use your mark recce theory yeah would you ever say that flurry was the was the best goalie of his of the, of a 5 year period no i don't think so because the other guy that i tried to measure against going okay patrick was hard because it was that era he started in where it was still really high scoring and then the dead po- so who can i find that was like pillar to post same era and i went with lunquist and Flurry's right there, like within two points of Lundqvist, who I would have at multiple times said is the best goalie in the league. And he's right there within two points on save percentage. Now, he does finish with... Uh, Has uh, as many Olympic goals as Lundqvist. Yeah, okay. That's a weird place that you're trying to hang this with. Yeah. But three more cups. Yeah, but also, like, he played 200 more games than Lundqvist and has finished with about 100 more wins. Now, was Lundqvist on at, like, the Rangers went through some some tough years, right? Whereas But in the in the in the teens, they were consistently yeah. pretty good. But again, like when you go if I got one game to win tomorrow, who do you want? Lundquist or Flurry? I want I want Lundquist. So I don't know. I don't know. And and I and it's it's completely anecdotal. I'm surprised by that to be honest with you. And this is just feel. Yeah, is, just just the playoffs yeah. in terms of a guy who they got to a cup final with Lundquist. Yeah. But those teams were never at Crosby and Malkin or like Yeah, yeah. But neither did St. Louis. St. Jordan Bennington? Have yeah, we gotten well, him and, to the conversation? And, but no, I'm saying who do they have up front? Yeah. No, okay. They didn't have a superstar either. No, you're so right. that's not gonna prohibit you from winning a cup. Yeah. I just wanna I, it doesn't feel to me. Anywhere close to Marc Andre Fleury being the second best goalie of no, all time, has does, the second most wins. Played for a long time. Yeah. Played on good teams. But he uh, played those those early Penguins teams yeah. when he was the first overall pick. When you and I both big in World o- Junior o- guys, o- how o- great he was! Yeah, or whatever that o- was. It was the O three tournament, I believe, with the in Golden a- Pad or the o- it was O four. The Patrick O'Sullivan, the, the Yellow Pads. Uh, well, see, that was that was I was at the O three ones in Halifax. In Halifax, where he was there, yeah. With a pretty shitty team in front of him, yes. to be honest with you. Um, it was 04. A, a, a troika of Leaf draft pick defensemen. Oh, in man. There was so many Leafs. Brendan Bell. Bell yes. And Ian White. Jay, and Jay Harrison. <laughs> Look at this. There was a bunch of Leafs on that. Matt Stajan was on that yeah, team. Yeah, that team was. That, that, that World Junior team painted the picture of the next eight years of Leafs hockey. <laughs> Derek Roy, Jordan Tutu, yeah. and and Mark andre Fleury. Kyle that, Wellwood. Kyle Wellwood. A lot of Leafs fans. A lot of yeah. Leafs. Yeah, so to me, that is, that's a team where Hoping he- Hoping Easton Cowan and Fraser Minton are not- uh, Yeah, no. And, uh, so that was the problem with this World Junior, right? Anytime you're you're pinning all your hopes on, on the, potential on the Leaf draft. They'll get it done in the, the the important rounds. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no. Um, oh, no. But yeah, Tutu and Fleury were the- The story. The absolute stars- Yes. Of that World Canada, uh, World Canada, World Junior team. <laughs> and so, yes, the next year in- Finland, Russia, wherever that was, where they lost to the Americans. Yeah. The Patrick O'Sullivan. Yep. Yeah. Living in Canada, playing Canadian Junior, whatever his deal was. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, so it's just interesting to have the debate. Where does he feel like he fits, right? I, I, I don't think anybody thinks he's the second best goalie of all time, but he obviously is going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, 
I don't know how many of our current listeners were around. We had that conversation the first time I was out to lunch when I said he was, it didn't well, feel like, sometimes it's just that gut feel. And that's feel. what it was. Yeah. You had said, oh, he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And then, so we, I, I, I hit you with a couple of stats and you're like, hmm. yeah, or, maybe, well, maybe, maybe he is. Maybe. Yeah. Right. It's just one of those things where you go, my feel is no. I think the Hall of Fame in most sports should be more about that. Like, and look, you can't establish a Hall of Fame that way. Yeah, There's yeah. got to be voting. There's gotta... Okay, but at the end of the day... We'll... Sitting here now? Yes. Oh, a, st- a slam dunk. Yes. And as I said, you are going to... You're going to leave the, you know, his 2010 Olympic gold on the shelf. But you are talking I about... absolutely am. A Vesna, three, three, three golds, cups. A Vesna, uh, three golds, three cups. Three cups, a Vesna. A Vesna, second all-time A couple wins. of Jennings? And, and you, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and honestly, it's between... Like Vasilevsky and Hellebuck are like the two closest guys to him active. And they're 200, 300 wins behind. Yeah, but it's when you come in, right? Like, and of that's course. Why, no. That's why I went to Longquist. That's why I went to. No, no. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm just saying these are guys. Price in, is in Hel- that era. In Hellebuck and, and, and Vasilevsky, they're 29 and 30, I believe. The stat was. Yeah. But they are in an era where you're going to play 55 games. You're never, they're never catching him. So let me just. I'm going to hit you with some names here just because I think it'll be interesting. Yes or no, you're starting Flurry ahead of these guys. All right, in an do inter- it. Bring in it. an international, it doesn't even have to be internet, like one game, take all. You're starting Flurry, yes or no, ahead of Carey Price. Nope. Henrik Lundqvist. Yep. Hmm. Vasilevsky. Nope. Okay. Uh, Shesterkin. Yep. Sorokin. In their prime. Yeah, in, in, yeah. Uh, at all of their best. No, I'm taking Flurry over Sorokin. Luongo? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm going to go with Flurry. Uh, Wah? Nope. And Brodeur? Nope. Yeah. So, but that's the class he's in. Right? Yep. Like it, they're interesting debates. And there's no we had. shame. No, of course not. In that. These are the elite of the elite. A hundred percent. Yeah. And 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 I'm starting to look around going, and it's funny because as you're throwing names at me, I'm going, uh, the name that comes and you go, Brodeur, I think of I think of Team Canada. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. But you say Shesterkin, and I'm like NHL or Vasilevsky, I'm thinking NHL. It's because it's what we've seen. It's right? my shifting criteria yep. Yep. of of where. When well, it's I all play. I have to judge them on. Those guys haven't got to do it right the, at the international level. And so, and it's, there's flurry, frankly. Yeah. So. But you 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 said Vasilevsky, and I said I'm starting Vasilevsky first. And you said, and you you kind of gave me the. Oh, so I I may have missed. I would go with Vasilevsky over. Flurry. Okay, no, yeah. I said yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was okay. absolutely. I'm starting Vasilevsky over flurry. Yeah, all these guys at their prime. There's not many of those guys that I'm not starting ahead of Flurry. Yeah, a Hall of Famer, yep. just not. And longevity counts. Like it's worth something. Of course, to be good for a long time. And you know what doesn't also hurt a guy? Hmm. He is a top three personality. Yes, true you know, story. Everyone says he's an all around good guy. Crazy toothy grin, like <laughs> much like Matt Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Double back to the beginning of the show. I'm fine. Just I'm fine. Yes, but it's, it's, it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt your, your cause to be likable when you have good stats and you are a highly likable guy. That's how it goes, man. This is why Barry Bonds will never get into the baseball hall of fame. Matt has built his podcast empire. (laughs) Uh, we'll take a quick break here. We got a new, uh, 
God. Yeah, new pint to find, uh, a urinal to find, and uh, we'll be back in a second. Scramble drop comes to the point. Rafalski shoots. Knocked down in the man. Scramble. Lindstrom shoots in a tremendous save by Fury. They've done it. The Penguins have done it. Sidney Crosby and the Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Nick Lindstrom had the tie on his stick. With every ounce of energy, Flurry throws his body across and somehow makes the save. All right, let's bring him back in here. And I, I just said to you in the green room there, I'm not sure if it's just talking too much or whatever. Hadn't quite finished the stout, but I did enjoy this stout. Like really nice. I was finished it about 15 minutes ago. All right. That Clearly. means clearly I have been talking more than, than you, which is unusual. But we did listen to you swallow there quite, uh, like right on the mic. There was yeah, I'm fine. Just, I'm fine. Gulping and. Yeah. Anyways. God okay. uh, oh, damn it. <laughs> that happened on top of each other. Could have edited one out. Nope. <laughs> you gotta keep that. This show sucks. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, for sure. It's a beer and sports podcast. If you're offended by that, come on. What are you doing? Yeah, did you see we get nominated again for the Faces magazine? I did not see that. Yeah. Whatever. Good for us. Yeah. No, we talked about this last year. It's cool. I appreciate whichever one of you listens to the show who nominated us, but. Steve Bunda. Yes, definitely not Bunda. (laughs) Um, When you vote. You have to give your email address. So this is Faces Magazine fishing, right? Getting all your personal info. So what I would say is to whoever, whichever one of you nominated us, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. To the rest of you, if you want to vote, that's great. But if you don't feel like giving Faces Magazine your email address, we totally get that. We've been nominated for a few of these in the past. The other one was Ottawa Life, I think, which wasn't a phishing scam that didn't require yeah. your social insurance number to vote. Yeah. Um, they said the friends you wish you had. That's, and that's exactly, uh, that one meant a lot. This is, Faces Magazine is like best orthodontic assistant in auto. Like they do every category. Best no. chairs in the orthodontic <laughs> waiting room. That's us, that baby. Big, that big, man. Well, and, and highlights magazine. Who has the most up to date highlights magazines in the, uh, the the chair I'm sitting in could be better. All right, we're working on things here too. <laughs> this is why we're not going to win this year. What is the uh, the next beer that you've brought us here that you've already uh, cracked into? This is the single swinger. Yeah, <laughs> hazy IPA from Bridgemaster. And my first pull on it is it's certainly juicy. Six point five coming in at okay. So single swinger. Oh boy. I'm not sure if that's a, if that's a, an actual bridge reference. Yeah. Okay. Single swing car, bridge, swing bridge. Or, yeah. Yeah. Could be. Or it could be. Statement on the bridge master. Or on Matt, as we talked about earlier in the show. See, everything comes yes. back around full, Matt right? Matt is killing it. Single swinging bachelor, Matt yeah, I'm Robinson. Fine. I'm fine. <laughs> hey ladies. <laughs> Slipping it up in there. I've always been kind of wondering how these might fit together. I want me some glory hole. Oh! oh, look at that. <laughs> I don't know. There's something there. I'm just wondering, eh? Yeah. Just I'm wondering. just wondering. I, I just sit here sometimes and press the buttons. Seems man. like you have a pretty good idea of how those would fit. It's true, man. I... You got a dumb face and I don't like you. 
people won't even know that was a button. <laughs> uh, I know that guy. Yeah, it's true. See, I didn't even burp through that. That was awesome. You're a classy dame. Yeah. Oh, all right. See, what do you think of that? Yeah. What are you getting there? It's, it's juicy. Is it a little front. pineapple? Yeah. What do you? Yeah, like, a little bit of that, but it's it's definitely juicy up front. Juicy is the word I would use. Honestly, I'm, until I, I make people, I don't know why you're pucker, puckering your lips. Juicy. Like that. Juicy. It's, it's juicy. It's, it's very fluted. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's uncomfortable for sure. We got uh, just like we talked about off the top. Got another piece of audio, and this one I loved because uh, it comes from our friend Lonnie. Thanks, Lonnie. It's the first time we've ever heard from Lonnie. But what I love about Lonnie is he didn't just send me a link, didn't just send me a video. Lonnie had already clipped the audio himself and sent it to me. No work, no fuss, no muss for Matt. Oh, Lonnie, you we you love. may be on the show here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rob, we, watch your spot. We love Lonnie. Uh, this <laughs> oh, comes see, again, from... You sounded like big beefy men slapping meat there. It's you, true, man. You sounded a little sweaty face there with the, I love Lonnie. What do you want me to say, man? I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is a, f- uh, a guy I'm familiar with mainly from Twitter. His name's Pete Blackburn. I don't know if this comes from uh, the NHL network or uh, you know what the 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 show is that he's on when uh, when he goes ahead and says. But the Eastern Conference, in my mind, is wide open. There is not a real standout team, and that's coming for me, a Bruins fan. I'm the biggest Bruins homo. Uh, Bobo, sorry, yeah, that is a wild slip by me. I'm so sorry. I'm the biggest Bruins homer and Bobo in the world. So, oh man, I'm never gonna live that one down. That no, clip is gonna hit the internet, and it's gonna be. You're a meme now. Uh, I gotta recover here. I I enjoy that one too, man. Clearly didn't mean any harm, but uh, yeah, that's never going away for Mr. P. Blackburn. Well, and. No matter how far society moves, and wherever you are on the spectrum, whatever your deal is, we're very open to it. Whatever your deal is. Sure. That guy is clearly scurrying from the homo reference. Like, I may be fine with it, but I don't want to be attached to it. I guess. I I took it more as like, and then then I'm just embarrassed, right? And then he goes with hobo. Yeah. Like, that's your... Your life raft? No, I'm actually the Bruins hobo. I'm the biggest Bruins homo. Uh, hobo. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Is that better? You're a Bruins hobo? hobo. I got my bindle, my little bindle on a stick, and away we go. Check it out. Hobo bindle. Yeah. I don't uh, I don't know what that's all about. Uh, look, we want to talk about the Sands here in a second. We want to talk about the Leafs here in a second, maybe. We'll, we'll get into uh, something. I wanted to run this story by you because I thought this was hilarious. Uh, there is a guy who ran a marathon in China. He is of, I was going to say, of course, it doesn't have to be. He's a Chinese guy. Ran this particular marathon, three hours, 33 minutes. I know neither one of us. It's about 17 minutes off my PB. I was going to say have run a marathon, but obviously <laughs> Rob just lightened it up. Uh, no, no, I'm behind that. I'm, yeah. I'm coming in around 349. So this particular guy. He finishes in 557th place out of 1,004 guys. Solidly in the middle. Yeah. Right? Three hours, 33 minutes. Creepy middle. Five hours off of, or excuse me, five minutes off of the the time that he had two years ago. He finishes, like I said, 557th out of over 1,000 people. When he gets to the finish line, they disqualify him. Would you like to take any guess as to why? 
he was disqualified. He ran across the finish line backwards. He chain smoked the entire way. The entire track. He's just puffing away, dropping butts, lighting up another one, continuing to run. What's the, who cares? Apparently the rules commit like secondhand smoke is affecting his fellow competitors. You're running in China somewhere. Anybody <laughs> who's the air in general anybody is not who's great. been there. I came back <laughs> with the worst nasal infection ever from my time in China. You're worried about the guy in front of you with his pocket darts in the back of his shorts? Like, come on, man. I gotta say, man, five hundred and fifty seventh out of a thousand people while you're Look, if you can't run a marathon without smoking, you are smoking all the time. Like, your lungs are toast. If this guy finishes middle of the pack while chain smoking the whole way, give him the gold medal. Like or, this, g- or do you have people with already pre-lit smokes and you're running by them and grabbing them? <laughs> or just lighters held up, you run yeah, by with just, a smoke? Yeah, they, well, because come on, man, you got to know. It's slowing you down this to is, stop and light you're just like, the yeah. breeze while you're... Running would be damaging. I remember being at 06 Worlds and the and the Chinese coach wanting to smoke on the bench in the venue. Like to me, it's totally a <laughs> it's totally a cultural thing. They're like, what? I can't smoke here? Disqualified for yeah. chain smoking. That, that to me seems. <laughs> I think this guy is a better athlete than most of the people who finished ahead hey, of we him. We celebrate Guy Lafleur for his right. for his three packs a day and, and smoking in between shifts, right? Yeah. We celebrate that in this country, yet in the country with the worst air quality, they're against it for secondhand smoke? Seems like. Come on! Uh, As you and I sit here on Sunday afternoon, the Sens have just beaten the... uh, Metro's second place, Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, that on its own is weird. Uh, But they did... It's now 45 games in. That's what I'm saying, man. The Canucks... Uh, I guess you're real, right? The Flyers, I guess you're The Caps are still well, hanging around. The, the Canucks, you completely shat upon when they came through back in November, was it? Yeah. And the Leafs beat them and you're yeah, like, mediocre Leafs beat pretender, them. Pretender, douchebag. I still think they're frauds. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we stay on the Sens for now? Because I know but, how much Ottawa hockey fans love to just, be diverted just, to uh, Toronto. Just in a in a separate, just- in, Let, it, in, let in, it be noted, it's in, Rob doing this. In a quick thing here, yeah, when yeah. we were talking about Lou Lamorello mm-hmm. earlier- and you have old man Rutherford <laughs> in Vancouver yeah. just getting a what? A three, two year, a, two, three years. I thought it was a three year Might extension. Be. Could be. A year ago, that place was just a. I'm not certain it's not still. Okay, but that's all I'm saying is, and that's it. We don't need to go any further with they it. They got five guys in the top 19 shooting percentage. That's never happened before well, in the all, NHL. And we all know. That will absolutely regress. Yeah. But does it happen next week or does it happen next season? You know, you know who doesn't care? The Vancouver Canucks. Rutherford with his no, with his new Yeah, exactly. And Aldean, they say that's coming. That's what that's what yep. the Freed said on uh I think it was Saturday night, I think on the headlines. Sure. But I thought to myself, so man, that's a guy who who stepped in and there was a bit of a shitstorm there. He handled the Boudreaux thing terribly. Yep. And you're like, okay, you had a great start. And as you said, five guys in the top 19, let's give him a three-year extension. (laughs) And he's 100. Yeah. Like he's a step away from the sort of Hall of Dead presidents at Disneyland. Yeah, but compared to Lou Lamorello, he's at spring break. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Doing body shots. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, so the Sens, two wins this week. Uh, uh, this weekend, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, they lost in overtime to Winnipeg. Beat the Habs, lost in an overtime to the Jets. Stomped the Habs, actually. Yeah, and, and so to pick this up from you, okay. thank you very much. That's five out of a possible six points in the last three. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about pretenders, let's talk about the Montreal Canadiens. Not really, but just an aside. What, what, yeah, okay. That, that they came in and, and Ottawa, for the most part, dummied them. Yep. And now they had played the night before and it was their third and four nights. So that's not nothing in Montreal I'm talking about. Yeah. They're not good. They're not. They're not good. They have a pile of overtime losses. But anyways, Habs fans were quick to point out. Yeah. Montreal, Where the exits were. <laughs> yeah. Montreal play. Yeah. And if we're going to do the ole ole in Ottawa, it's going to be on our terms. When you're down, when you when Habs are losing yep. 5-1 in the third, that's the time for the ole ole. Uh, pointed out. In the post-game interview, I believe it was with Claire Hanna in the arena. You know, it was nice to see all the Habs fans leaving for the exits. And, you know, he took, for some reason, took some flack for that. Like, this is your star. Like, this yeah. is your guy. Why shouldn't yeah. he throw a, a no. cheap shot or two? I'm I, totally down with it. Especially a guy who's got a running feud with yeah. the Habs. Yeah. And not just Gallagher when Sherratt was there. Just yeah. a bunch of things, right? Um, An Olympic diving contest, for sure. So it, it comes down to, yeah, Ottawa played well, Montreal played poorly. Montembeau, uh, Primo, sorry, yep. not great that night. Right. But what you want to see with a team that is trying to turn a cruise ship around in Ottawa <laughs> yeah. is you go, okay, you played well tonight, do it again. Yep. In the Paul McLean words, it's an everyday league, do it again. And they played very well against Pitts, against Winnipeg. Yep, they did. Uh, and if it wasn't for Hellebuck, but guess what? That's how it works. But that's how they need to play, right? They need to be oh, they more. They did try very hard with like three seconds left to piss that away before getting the overtime point. Yep. <laughs> yep. But that is what Ottawa does. Yeah. And today, they tried all kinds of funky shit. Sunday, yeah. On Sunday, sorry, against the Flyers in the early goings, you're like, Oof, is anybody in this game? You've done it now, three games in a row, and that, at, at this point, I don't even care about wins. You start losing games two to one, I am way better with that. That's what it comes down to for me is I need to see you change the copious bad behaviors. change would do you good. Yeah. Those sorts of things. I need to see you perform differently. Yeah. That's where I'm at with this, right? And so the 5-3 win... There were some shitty bonehead mistakes <laughs> in the first period that left them down two zip. But and the power play, again, you look at you look at Winnipeg. Yeah, you either have to be lights out on your specialty teams, yeah. or you have to have great goaltending and be the best five on five team in the league. One or the other, right? You can't be tough going. Yeah, but you can't be <laughs> muddling around like Ottawa is in the bottom third of the league in every category. Yeah. <laughs> no. Right, that is... There aren't many teams who will succeed in well, the bottom third Because Winnipeg, category. both their specialty teams, PK and PP, are both in the bottom third. Yeah. But five on five with and, a goal you should have put up. And they have Hellebuck, yeah. This is it. And you go, we're okay. We're going to wait for you to make a mistake, and we have enough skill. And you will. Yeah, between... But, you know, beyond Shifley... Con- now, Shifley didn't play, but beyond Shifley and Connors... I love Nick Ehlers. Like, yeah, yeah. And he scored the beautiful, you know, he made Chickering yeah. look like a yeah. fool. Um, you fool. Yeah. 
But he did. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's the whole, I'm reaching. And anybody who's played minor soccer. Actually, that, the one I, I think of from that game is the one over Brandstrom's head that creates a three-on-one. It's like 15 feet over his head. He's like, I, I got it. I can get Oh, no. Yeah. I can't. I've actually missed it by three of me. I enjoyed his level of ambition, his yeah. optimism. I can do this. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't. The five-foot-five the five foot five so he, guy. So he sat out Sunday. Who's trying to jump 15 <laughs> feet. Nah, it's not going to work. Yeah, like I said, if you're a minor soccer player and the good ball goes Good for you, by, man. Shoot for the moon. And you try and kick your foot up to the side, like you're going to somehow <laughs> knock it down, but it still goes whizzing yeah, by. Yeah, not so much. And you're like, oh, I'm a can-can reject. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it is, you know, one of those things where Ehlers is great and he has skill, but it's not a deep team. It is not. It's it, not. No, you're right. And and defensively, love Morrissey. Although they did like that trade, that Dubois. You bring in Capari. You bring in Velarde. Like I follow. Yeah, like it added to their like they didn't get a Dubois in return, but they did add to their depth. Like yep. it, yeah, yeah, no, and and if you can fill your middle six, yeah, right, which which is what they they that's sort right. Of, they had a bit of a grab bag. Yep, and you don't get PL Dubois anymore. PL. Blech. <laughs> um, but yeah, you've lost a bit. You've that's a team that has removed Dubois and Wheeler. Yep, both out. Yep, and essentially you brought in like as you said, the guys they did. I Some follow guy. Dubois, yep. uh, Velarde. Yep, it's it's like Philly. We talked about when you go Kapari. You've removed Provorov and whoever else it is, but then you're like the same team. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting how you sometimes can have addition by subtraction. But anyways, doubling back to Ottawa, yeah. they've done it now for three games in a row where you got to keep it down. You got to keep the goals against down. Shh, you got to stop doing down. the bullshit that's going to shoot yourself in the foot. Everybody, you got to have a little more structure in your own end. There's just so many ways you can go with this, Matt. It's, 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 it's crazy. <laughs> but but when when you don't shoot yourself in the foot, when you minimize your own errors, it's amazing what can happen. Uh, Evolving Wild, who does some really nice stuff on the analytics side, keeps posting graphs just about every other game at this point, suggesting here's Ottawa with Hamannick. Here's Ottawa without Hamannick. Here's Ottawa when they put Hamannick back in. Oh, here's Ottawa when they yank Hamannick back out. And it can't possibly be that simple, but their numbers suggest sometimes it's that simple. <laughs> Like, this is a guy you have to stop putting in your lineup. Yeah, and I believe he sat the Habs game. He sat Saturday. He's back in Sunday. He played Sunday, and they won Sunday. They did win Sunday, so I guess, but. But they did allow. Three goals. Two goals against Montreal. They allowed. Yeah. Two goals against. Winnipeg yeah. and they allowed three today. So, so on, uh, on Sunday, you and I were in here doing this, so we didn't get to watch that Sens game as close as maybe we could have, but they did bring back Shane Pinto that that saw them move Ridley Gregg to the wing. Is that what you thought was coming? Because I saw a bunch of talk on Ottawa sports radio on, on Ottawa hockey, Twitter, that maybe this would be like that first time you could run one through four. Stutzla, Norris, uh, Pinto, and Greg, and maybe you'd flip that for his first game back, put Pinto on the fourth line, up and down. Were you 
cool with the idea that they move Greg to the wing here, or would you have liked to have seen them try this up the middle with four really strong well, guys here? And I'm looking at, and then again today, I listened to most of the first period on the radio as well. Yeah. En route here. Um, so I have no idea on Sunday's game against the Flyers what the what the lineup combination was. But that Giroux, Kachuk, Greg line has been, I love Ridley Greg. Yeah. I love what he does as a, as a pure rookie. Not ready for number one though, right? Like no, no. Between those two? No, no. I'm not on a contending team. Yeah. Certainly uh, yeah, not. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Certainly not. But no, I don't ever see Stutzla... Um, I guess it comes down to Greg or Pinto playing on the fourth line. No, but uh, you could have for a couple games here. Yeah, if you're going to ease Pinto, Pinto back, back in, in, he's the could, guy I yeah, put back. That's right. And so um, I think when you look at what Greg's faceoff numbers are, not great. No. Not great as a pure rookie, as I said. He, and rookies always struggle. He's under 40%, I yeah. think, in, in that range. Whew. And so he is the guy yeah. who you yeah, are. I'm fine. Just, I'm fine. Yeah, not even. Not, not quite. He is the guy you're going to move to the wing. Yeah. If that's the case. Yeah. I, I don't know what the long-term stats are but or the, or the future is, but if you look at Pinto and, and what his resume is, that's a guy who I think could be Giroux-like on face-offs hmm. in the future. Yeah. I, I think he has his, his college numbers sort of project out that way. I just think he's going to be very proficient on the dot. So to me... He's the guy I'd rather keep there, right? And move and move Greg if that's if that's the case, and that is a real anecdotal at sure. the moment kind of a thing. Yeah, I, I do see it that way. Okay. Uh, anything else on the Sens before we move into some of the All Star uh, news this no. weekend? Yeah. yeah, but like I said, show me, do it again. Yeah. Well, they do, like you said, five of the last six points, and look, the season's lost. But like you got. Uh, one of the things I guess we overlooked when talking, or at least I did, when talking about whether it was time to start selling, what you might be willing to do around the core is, well, let's see what it looks like with all three of Stutzla, Norris, and Pinto here. Because it's a pretty small sample size. I don't know if we've ever seen it for more than five games. No, no. Last year, Norris was hurt for most of it. The year before, Pinto was yeah. hurt for most of it. Like today was Pinto's 100th career game. Yeah. this The rest of the season, and we've I'm not sure you and I have talked about it, but right. it's absolutely, the rest of the season is is so much about who will be here moving forward. Right. You know, who can be relied upon in future years and who can't. Yeah. Right? That's really what the rest of the season comes down to. And as I've said to you, I, I don't care. Once they went to overtime against the Jets on Saturday... I'm like, Psh, it's a three on three. Sure. Nobody gives a damn. Coin flip at that point. It's how you play for 60 minutes yep. that I really want to see for the rest of this. And if you can find some structure, and by structure, I guess what I really mean is guys who buy into structure. Yeah. That's what I want to see for the rest, for the next 40. Uh, as we move off of that, on Saturday, we saw they unveiled the captains and co-captains for the NHL All-Star Game and the celebrity captains. Uh, one of whom I'd never heard of in my life. And Tate I McCray? bet you that is the one that is currently most popular, <laughs> most relevant. Uh, that is the world that Matt lives in at this yeah. point. Um, but they unveil that uh, it'll be one team is uh, Nate McKinnon captaining with Tate McRae is the celebrity. And then Kale McCarr is the alternate captain. Uh, you also have Quinn Hughes with Michael Bublé 
And then Jack Hughes as the uh, alternate captain. Jack Hughes. I thought it was Jack Hughes with Quinn Hughes as the... Hmm, could be. Probably yeah. doesn't matter but all it, that much. It, it is bubbly. Yeah, and then uh, Connor McDavid with uh, Will Arnett. And Leon... Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl. Yeah. Austin Matthews with uh, Justin Bieber and Morgan Riley. And... This is all a complete effort to try and get Justin Bieber involved. 100%. I don't think, I guess so. But like, to me, like they wouldn't have had to work this hard. Like he was going to be part of this. He's buddies with those guys. And, uh, anyway, I, the thing I said, and I said this to, to Versage back in the fall when they were kind of going through this idea of celebrities and co-captains and because we're doing the draft again, right? This isn't just captains. It's we're going to do the fantasy draft, then the competition, then the games. I would have not, I guess pairing them up this way is okay. The thing that bugged me when we used to do the fantasy draft is all these guys always pick their teammates first because that's hockey culture, right? And so... I understand how this is going to come off and maybe you'll be correct here to tell me I'm a fucking idiot. And you tell me that all the time, but you're not always correct when you tell me. Sometimes you're correct. Often you're correct. Uh, All right. Why wouldn't you, there's four Leafs. It's in Toronto. Make the four Leafs, the four captains. And now you don't have guys all just picking their teammates. Cause that's the part that, that. How many Canucks do you have out there? Five. Yeah. So it, you still have the same problem. No, you don't. Cause they're not captains. They're not making the picks. No. So I, now it's just. Okay. I see. What you know you're what saying. I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I, cause we all know the Matthews and Morgan Riley team is going to pick either Willie or Mitch with their first pick. Like, well, it is right. an all-star game. So I would certainly pick Leafs. There's going to be no hitting and there's going to be nothing. <laughs> really, just That's the team I go with. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. And I think that's probably why Morgan Riley is an alternate captain, so he doesn't have to be in the draft and and ha- maybe be, risk the Kessel. Be treatment. chosen last. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But like, one of the things I don't like about this format is the fact that all these hockey guys, like we had Eric Stahl picking Cam Ward first back in the day, right? And these sorts of hockey guys are just kind of boring. And so... Boring! I'm not saying that the only way to fix it would have been... To do the four leap, but like that would have been an easy out because it's Toronto. It is Toronto. Yeah, you I, could. I don't mind the idea. Yeah, I know it's set up. For I know you, you could, say. Yeah, I, you I, could easily say, "Oh, it's all about Toronto." Well, this sort of stopped it from being all about Toronto, right? Yeah. Like that, you you're forced now to be more interesting, right. and because now you have McDavid and Drysaddle. I've seen that. Split that up. Let's have McDavid and Matthews and Drysaddle and Marner and McKinnon and. Uh, Jack Hughes, like I, all yeah. those guys are already off the map and they can't combine with each other. Right? Well, we've seen the, we've seen the two Kachucks, whether it was last year or the year before, yeah, yeah. you see them on the same team and we've done that. Um, no, I, I like your idea. I, uh, or whoever's idea this is that you've plucked from, or <laughs> I assume it's an, a Matt Robinson original. Let's just ride with that. Yeah. Um, but that would have been a good idea. That would have been a way to make things force things. Yes. To be more and That's all I want. I want the hockey guys to stop being boring. Yeah. This way you could... And look, it wouldn't have made any sense, but like you're in Toronto if you just pick 
four Canucks. You'd have accomplished the same thing, but it wouldn't have made as much sense, right? Like, I, I'm just sort of trying to make this less well, dull. And, and can we make it? It's going to be cringy. It's going to be cringy. It will be. Because you know that Justin Bieber, who's had crazy international success. Yep. like yep. The, As has Michael Bublé, and it's no, no, a different world. I, I, I know, but, yeah. but Bieber is... The, Bieber is you know that guy would trade all of his success to be a Leaf. <laughs> like, you get that feeling? like he, A little bit? Like, like that's just, always how this goes. Like, uh, there's been so many different guys who've said, like, all the top hockey players in the world would trade everything to be, like, the biggest rock star in the world. Yeah. And vice versa, right? Like, I, uh, the biggest rock stars in the world like, yeah, but if I was just the best athlete in the sport. Uh, this is what, I want to be what I'm not. Yeah. I want to be something yeah. else. But I get the feeling that Bieber, the Biebs would go, I made more money as a singer and, and all these things. Oh, man. Like the m- amount of money all four of these celebrity yeah. coaches have made compared to what yeah. NHLers made. To what Austin Matthews has. Right. And you're like, but I want to be that. I want to be that. <laughs> and so, you know, Bieber's going to be- get on there and he's going to, it's going to be something that's. Yeah. It's like gonna- my first run at this was like, oh, look, you paired up Matthews and, and Riley, McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh, McCarr and McKinnon. And, McKinnon. and I was like, that's stupid. But if you hadn't done it, th- those were just going to be their first picks. So here's so, a more interesting question, oh, Matt. Okay. As I'm done presenting my less interesting questions. <laughs> <laughs> if you could only, if, if you had to choose one of those two duos to start your team with, who are you taking? Like to start an NHL team uh, with? Not Tate McRae. I'm asking, <laughs> I'm asking for. It's Buble, of course. Yeah, leave Buble Arnett. Will Arnett is, isn't it? But he's another guy who wants to be a Leaf. I he does, totally yeah. believe he was the narrator for that All or Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he's great, Will Arnett. He is. Yeah, bleeds of glory. Check it. Yeah. But if you had if, if, <laughs> Rob's new movie recommendation, yeah, no, it's really it's the two hot dogs in one bun. <laughs> what is wrong with this picture? Um. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry. That is Rob's. That's up to date. Sorry, it's not a Simpsons reference for you. Well, it should be. Yeah. Right. Um, hack the bone. Which one of those, which one of those four? Of those du- duos. Oh, I can pick all four. You have to pick one. Of the two, of the four duos. Do you want to have McDavid and Dreisaitl? Do you want to have McKinnon and McCarr? Who, Hey. Or Hughes and Hughes. I am looking hard at Hughes and Hughes because they're the youngest, right? Like, I'm going McKinnon and McCarr. It's McCarr that's doing it, right? Well, he's the guy who drives that bus. Yeah. For sure. And like McKinnon this year is killing like Stead. his best numbers ever. In his, but like two years ago, you can be like, oh, here's a guy getting $12.6 million who's never scored more than 40 goals or yeah. 90 points. And you're like... Yeah, but he's got McCarr. Right? Like, yep. it's, yeah, yeah. It's McCarr 1 and, and McKinnon 2 in that. I duel. think it is McCarr, McKinnon, if you wanted me to build a franchise tomorrow. Is Morgan Riley the worst of those eight? David Dreisaitl, McCarr. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's I, on record. No, I, I love Morgan Riley. Like, I love what he's done for the Leafs. I, and, you know, he took the discount. Like, this year has been his best year. It's, it's, it's not going to be a discount long term, though. 
Oh yeah, no, for sure his deal is. Okay. Oh, you mean when it like the wheels come off down yeah. the road? Yeah, yeah. But that's the way any of these guys are sure. on at this point. Um, is so he, I really is he still dating. What's her name? No, he's married to her now. Woo! Yeah. That's a get. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Tessa Bonham, but it's not Tessa. It's Tessa, Tessa Virtue. Virtue. <laughs> Sorry, Tessa Bonham. Good for you, Mo. Yeah, I don't want Tessa Bonham to hear about this when, like I said. Yep. Kenzie Lalonde coming up, Cheryl Pounder yep. coming up. It, it's Tessa Virtue, Tessa a different Virtue. type of skater. Yeah. But yes, out of the eight players, he is the weakest. Like him a lot, but yeah, no. You're out, uh, You're out Mo. <laughs> sorry, Mo. Yeah, I think it's it's got to be McKinnon McCarr, but on the back of McCarr. And you're saying Hughes and Hughes second, maybe. I think so. That's crazy. Dreisaitl and, and McKinnon and McDavid. But both. You're the bronze medalists. But both got like three, four years on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like prime versus prime. Yeah, that's probably not my pick. But like, if you wanted me to start a franchise tomorrow, yeah, I'd probably take the the Hughes guys second. It's at my friend is interesting, and we'll come back to that. We will. Uh, that's where we'll wrap this one up. It's going to be a big week on the podcast. We got Kenzie Lawn here on Tuesday morning. Scotty Mack is going to be on the podcast on Wednesday. I forgot to mention that off the top. He's got some things to say about uh, what just went down with the 49ers. I think he also wants to throw an elbow or two at Versage while he's uh, out of the country and unable yeah. to defend himself. And really, it's he wants to throw an elbow at Versage. Yeah. And he wants to talk about the 49ers. There is a little bit of both of those things going on. And we'll, of course, ask Scotty Mack for his takes on the Jays as we continue towards. No, no opinions there. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and then, uh, like I said, Thursday morning, Kevin Mickey from Sportsnet. We'll talk some Royal Rumble. Rob, who's your pick in the, uh, the 2024 Royal Rumble? Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. Okay. A couple of horrible racists right there. <laughs> <laughs> Leaning in. Booker T. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't heard, look, search YouTube for Booker T, Hulk Hogan, because we can't play it here. So uh, we'll wrap this one up. It's going to be a big week on the podcast. CM anyway. Punk. Yeah. Okay. That's a safe pick, actually. So we'll wrap this one up here. For Rob, my name is Matt. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to wherever you're hearing us right now. Follow along on social media at Tall Can Audio. And we will see you all on Tuesday morning with Kenzie Lalonde. See ya. I am unhappy with the confusing and at times confrontational nature of that meeting. I wanted it to go better. I want it to go better!